Welcome back to another episode of the Ex-Experts Podcast, where we give you all kinds of information and tips on everything divorce. Why? We've lived it, so we get it. We're Jessica and TH. Okay, so this is what I learned today from my friend who's not divorced, um, but very frustrated with COVID and being alone. And so she was telling me about her Fitbit that she loves. And she actually, huh? Yeah. I feel like it's all about like Apple watches nowadays. And like all these like for me. Okay. I don't want to be told how many hours I'm not sleeping, how many steps I'm not taking and how many calories I'm not burning. Right. So I had to get rid of it because it was making me crazy. But for her, it's good because she doesn't, she won't leave her house. So if this drags her out of her house, it's perfect. Okay. So then um, she told me she joined a walking group because there was a challenge. Like you had to do 37,000 steps within a certain number of days and she likes to win. So if you're the first one and you get there, you get like a badge or whatever that is. Okay. So she was saying how great it was and she was the first one and, and she got to the goal. And I was thinking, God, you know, for people going through a divorce who kind of want to tune everybody out, there are so many groups out there, non-threatening, join a group. It's virtual. Nobody knows who you are. You can make up a name. You can post an emoji. <laughs> Sorry. And you have a support group and like a fun group of people, fun group of people you don't know, but you're, you don't feel alone and you're doing something that you love. So I just wanted to share that because I thought it was no, so it's, and it's, a, it's a good idea. I feel like it also goes to kind of like what's happening with Peloton if they have these challenges like every month or so. And I and I can't remember if they had something like that on my Equinox Varus app. But I mean, you're oh, but even I was doing like Megan Roop, the fitness mm-hmm. thing, and she was having like certain challenges. And you're right. I mean, listen, it keeps it gets your mind into a different place. You can marinate and on your divorce and all of the bullshit that you're dealing with 24 seven, but like, you definitely need a break. You definitely need to find other things that are going to keep you occupied and take your mind off of it. So you're right. That is a great idea. You know what I've always wanted to do? I've always wanted to do like, um, I'm afraid to say this cause you're going to actually are you gonna say sewing club. Sewing <laughs> club? No, I was going to say, like, you said, no, I was going to say like one of those like Spartan races or one of those, like I signed um, up for that. I know, I know, I know. I just wanted to jump over the taxi. I really didn't want to do the whole race. I, I just wanted to jump over a taxi. I feel like one day I'm gonna do, one day I'm gonna do one of those. All right, so we'll do it. Okay. We'll do it. All right, so that was one my share for today. Love it. So we're starting today's podcast smiling and laughing because Susan Winter never fails to tap into like. I don't know stuff. The don't sexual zeitgeist, but it's this is a safe space, so it just it just comes out. She's internationally recognized love coach and best-selling author, and she is so fab that we want her back over and over again. So if she is going to talk to us about dating during this pandemic um, and her experience with her clients and give you tips. So welcome, Susan. Thanks for being Hi, here. Everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, Jessica, not to put you on the spot, but I know the <laughs> pandemic has not slowed you down. <laughs> so, you this guys, is true. My girlfriend has been dating since the pandemic began because she is divorced. Yes. And you relate. And she was almost 32 years with the same guy. I don't know when they stopped having sex, but the resentments built up. 
he just destroyed her mind. I mean, she couldn't wait to hit the dating field. And I thought that I should make a public service announcement to all the young gentlemen in the Scottsdale <laughs> Phoenix area to watch out because there She's is on the prowl. on the loose. That's and hilarious. She can play the player. She is, oh my goodness, this girl is good. So I, my question is how long is, has her streak been? Oh, a year. Impressive. She's That's had- exhausting, you know? she's, she's not tired? She's had, to, no, she's, it's a, it's a new game to her. Wow. It, it's wow. exciting, it's new, it's something, it's been a distraction. It's been- For sure. Uh, she's relocated. It's been a discovery. It has been an exploration. It has been research. It has been rewarding. Of course, she began just casually dating. She just wanted to get out there and see, touch, taste, and feel everything. But uh, she did not let the pandemic slow her down at all. And these guys actually fell for her. She didn't ask for a commitment, didn't want one. That was the safest way to do online because either way she wins. If right. she ends up in something committed, she lucked out. If it's temporary, she got what she wanted too. And it's just that I don't think the men were accustomed to this. She's very self-possessed, very direct, lots of fun, beautiful, lots of content, and didn't let COVID slow her down. However, she did tell me that she got really tired. She thought she had heat stroke. And as it turns out, the guy that she was seeing, and he was an ongoing for about four months. Okay. Um, one of the fellows at work had gotten COVID and he thought he might've been exposed. She got tested and she was indeed positive because she was young enough and healthy enough. It didn't put her in the hospital. Good. But I quarantined and I got tested because she was the only one I saw just right. social. So, you know, I guess it depends on your age and your mentality about how seriously you take this. I've got other people that will not leave the house. Yeah, but I feel like with the dating situation, I mean, I know people who who really, and I'm saying this in the nicest way possible because I'm not judging anyone. I totally understand people who are afraid of it, but like there are some people who are kind of COVID crazy and they're kind of like, I'm not going to date anyone in person and I'll go on the apps and I will have Zoom dates and we can kind yeah. of like meet, yeah. you know, on FaceTime and, and have phone calls and try to do socially distanced outside, which is, I think actually worked fairly well for some people in the beginning when the weather was really nice, la the end of last spring and into the right. summer and into summer. the early fall even. And those specific friends have really slowed down in this fall and in the winter because, I mean, we live in New York City and like the idea of going out when it's 10 degrees outside and trying to have dinner and enjoy yourself and trying to yeah. feel if there's any chemistry yeah. seems to not really be worth it. On the other hand, there are lots of people I know that has, yes. has not necessarily slowed them down. I will say in my own defense, I had COVID last March. I still have antibodies. So I will, I do feel a little less vulnerable than some other people. Although I have, I've said to people that I've dated, like it's, I totally understand where you're coming from. It's up to you. Like, I don't mind going out and going out to dinner and, and whatever else, because I, I am not really at risk of getting it. Um, but it's, it warrants a conversation and it's been really interesting to talk to people about what these conversations look like. I think we've spoken about it once before, like the conversations used to always be focused around, have you been tested for HIV? 
Have you been tested for STDs? Which I found out actually are not called STDs anymore. They're called STIs. Who knew? Sexually transmitted infections. My, my doctor said it's less judgy. I don't know about oh that. My God. But the it's conversation- <laughs> It is, and it's, and it's incredible to me that COVID seems to be the only topic of discussion with regard to that. Yeah, maybe I'm not at risk. I don't feel like I'm at risk of getting COVID, but like, dude, have you been tested for everything else? And that's the part that amazes me in terms of people not slowing down. You know, the human need for another human. Do you remember the whole uh, pandemic uh, hustle to get into a turbo relationship? Yeah. People locking down. Do you, do you remember um, Craigslist had things like John Queens, five foot nine, 130 pounds, uh, you know, COVID free. Come chill with me for three months. Yeah, we'll have a good time because people just wanted to be with somebody. People will always, you know, ignore certain health concerns in order to see somebody. We will take calculated risks and it just depends on your health level. I have a friend who is um, severely uh, impaired and he, he did not leave his house. He cut his hair. He had all of his food delivered. Uh, he didn't go to the gym. I mean, he, it was, I don't know how he did it. You and know what I think though is so interesting is how people have decided what they're willing to do and what they're not willing to do. Even when it comes down to not dating. Like I have a friend who has been dating throughout COVID and has Maybe they, maybe all of the guys that she's met, maybe it started virtually, maybe they met on Zoom. Anyway, she graduates to then going out on dates in person. She definitely has hooked up with a number of guys. She slept with several, but like, wouldn't go to dinner with me in a restaurant. I'm like, <laughs> not for nothing, but like, I'm not going to have my tongue in your mouth. Like, we're not going to be breathing in each other's faces. So, but you'll like go out on dates and like sleep with guys, but we can't have a drink. Everybody makes their own rules for it's their lives. It's so lives. interesting. You, you make your own rules according to what you need to do for yourself, right? And you find your own justification. That's all it needs. Any decision we make, it can be so bizarre. We will find a justification according to our needs, period. That's it. Jess, you weren't going to be as satisfying as that guy. Dinner with Jessica <laughs> was sure. not going to be as satisfying sure. as hooking up with that guy. You just but have so, to face it. Susan, what are you seeing as the trends that have been happening that ha have been a little bit maybe different than what you've seen in the past throughout all of the pandemic? Well, now that we have the vaccine and this mm. is in this time, and also it depends on where you live. In the Northeast, people are much more uptight because of that horrific lockdown. My European clients, they've been like in lockdown for months. Right. And I had people in Melbourne that were under lockdown. I mean, like serious lockdown. And what about the people like in, in China with the, they get locked into their apartment. Like literally they lock you into your apartment. You cannot... I would, oh my gosh. I would I die. Would my You're a prisoner in your own home. But people in Arizona, you know, we're in the West. <laughs> Did loud. everybody see the expression on her face just now? <laughs> we're going to run that video clip. What? Just if you're only listening to audio, you have to watch the you gotta, Yeah, you got to log on. Go ahead. You know, 
it's a different mentality. They're exceedingly lax. They don't, lots of people don't wear masks. I have gotten accustomed to that because it's New York. Do I think it's silly to be in a car by yourself wearing a mask? Yes, but some people do it. Do I think it's ridiculous to be outside jogging with a mask? For me, it looks ridiculous or walking in the country with a mask. It looks, but everybody does what they think they need to do. And And it does vary greatly from state to state, city to city. Well, look at Florida. Florida's been a free-for-all since day one. I know, I've yeah. got my friends there. They're like, they're like uh, on mopeds. They're, you know, sailing. They're doing all these things, playing tennis. Here, all the tennis courts were closed and golf courses were locked down. You could only be the people, you had to be separate. The members, right? And everybody does it differently. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was visiting my parents recently in Florida now that they've been vaccinated. And I'll tell you, like we went to a couple of restaurants and I felt like people in the restaurants were looking at me funny because I was wearing a mask. Like mm-hmm. I was the outlier coming mm-hmm. from the Northeast. Yes. So, um, so back to the dating situation though. So what are you, when you're talking to your clients, I mean, are they like, what are their struggles or are they trying to figure out new ways of dating. I mean, listen, there are, I don't think in the past people ever would have considered like go to the park and have a picnic for your first date. I mean, it's so sweet, but I just don't think that people would have thought of that. So I feel like people have been a lot more creative about ways to meet people and things that almost go back, you know, to the good old days good old in days. terms of like right like the more innocent kind of dating where you're not touching each other and it's not all focused on getting a drink or sitting at a bar so well, Jessica you had a date in the car I've had two dates she also had car. a dress up date which was very cute that's right that's so right definitely but those were like in person more creative yes yes yeah. yes uh, so there is an upside to COVID as far as dating that I have seen not for my Europeans that were separated from borders and they just got locked out of each other, but for the rest of us, especially here in America, it kind of slowed the roll, which is great. And Jessica, it, exactly to your point, it forced communication, which people didn't do. They saw each other, they drank, they hooked up. Then they That's wanted so to great. issues. Right now, every dating app that didn't even have it before started scrambling last spring to get virtual online because there were just a few of them that did it. Say Allo came out of the came out of the box like, oh, we do virtual dating. And suddenly they're like, everybody's on just say Allo. I mean, it's like, and then of course Bumble got it and then Tinder and everybody else is getting it. So you've got all of that. Um, it forced people to talk to each other. And if you think about it, the COVID relationships that were built, people say that that was the make or break. They're with a partner, they went through COVID, they stuck it out together, they were each other's person. They're like, dude, if I got through this, we're getting married. And right. then other people- <laughs> We're staying married. Right, and you had I'm other gonna people- I'm gonna stay with my wife, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And you had other people who are like, this just proved I can't stand you and now's the time to get away. So you had both happen. But so that's a really also interesting question and topic because I have seen a lot of situations and and read a lot of things online about how fast relationships moved because of COVID. So whether it was in the very beginning when the pandemic started and to your point, like people trying to rush into who's going to be with me during lockdown 
or regardless of what point they met. And then you kind of are forced into, you have to spend, I guess you don't have to spend more time together, but you're spending more time together because people are working from home and then you're able to be on the phone more. And then you don't want to, some people who don't want to be dating multiple people. And then they are spending a lot more focused time. So someone who in the past may have taken, you know, I don't know, a month to have four dates or, you know, now someone who dated six or eight months through the pandemic, it's like the equivalent of someone who maybe dated a year or close to two years, just because of like the condensed time together. The concentration. Are those relationships real? Right. Or are people, have they overcompensated? They're, they're both. Um, I had a number of clients who had online affairs where they fell madly in love. Like one lady's in New York and her guy's in Woodstock and they were just on and on and on. And then when the uh, quarantine was lifted, he said to her, you know, this has been fun. Thanks a lot. And she's like, oh my God, I thought you were like, I spent six hours a day. I told you things I've never told anybody. Oh. And he's like, no, but this, um, I think I'm ready to go out now. That happened. And also what we call turbo relationships, the relationships right. that got kicked into high gear because as you so beautifully stated, the level of conversation and getting to know each other became so rich and so potent because we couldn't jump into the bedroom. We got to know each other. The feelings grew roots and deepened. And now you have these meaningful relationships because people were not multitasking. They weren't like getting into a cab and getting into a meeting and stuff like that. They could focus. Mm -hmm. And we've discovered something beautiful. And I think, you know, people say, what do you think is going to happen after the pandemic? I think it's going to be two things. I think people are going to hit the bars and hit each other and like, you know, do whatever this summer is going to be crazy (laughs) because they've been so pent up and they connect. And then at the same time, you've got other people that learned about the quality of going more slowly and are going to look to create those conversations and as we use the word date, which before it meant hook up with, it meant to be courted, to spend time with, to get to know each other. And I think that people will have certainly discovered the difference now and probably will find it less rewarding to go into a bar and stumble home at two in the morning and wake up next to this thing in the sheets and go, oh my God, and your name is what, Chet? Chet? How do I get you out of here? Right? It also sounds like like the simple things. So it's it's solid communication, but you're doing like Jessica and this guy dressed up to have a date in the apartment. And it was was his suggestion. He's like, well, how about I wear a suit and you can dress up and we can like play Sinatra and dance and it'll be like a real date. Right. So sweet things like that and and playing a game, going for a walk in the park, those might end up just because you've gone through this, whether that person was a good match for you or not, you might say going forward, those are things I like to do that I maybe never would have known I like to do. I like to get dressed up. I like to go for a walk. You know, those kinds of things may be part of your dating plan and kind of how you measure if you're a good match for the other person. I love that. Do you think it will teach men to court us again? I think that there's a certain kind of guy that 
would be more prone to that. And whereas maybe in the past, it wouldn't have been sort of like as acceptable, but now it's like some of them really can kind of like be more in touch with their romantic side. And I, like, there was one guy that I went, I went out with one night. And I also feel like with the pandemic dating, I mean, some of the first encounters are really short. Whereas I think in the past, you really weren't able to do that. Like you, even if you're going to go meet someone for a drink, it's like, you're going to meet for someone for a drink. You know, you got to be there for at least an hour. There was a guy that I went out with and he had a dog and we ended up meeting like at 8.30 at night on, I don't remember what night it was. It was like, it could have been a Friday or a Saturday night. He brought his dog and we like went out and we walked his dog for like 40 minutes and we weren't a match. He's a very nice guy, but we weren't a match. But it's like, that was like, that was a good idea. There was no pressure, just walking around the neighborhood. Like, I feel like there are things like that that people are able to think about that when ever would, would you have, been trying to connect with someone and they would have been like how about i come and we walk my dog and you'd be like that's a <laughs> and now it's acceptable right and now it'll be acceptable which is really cool i think i think that's beautiful th i think that's great and i hope that happens i really do that would yeah. be nice so do i um well we have a lot more to talk about as always but we have to wrap this one up so Thank you, Susan, so much. What are the best ways for people to reach out to you and contact you directly? Oh, um, I've got an active YouTube channel, Susan Winter, and susanwinter.net. I got here very late. And on the dot, <laughs> I'm not a dot com, I'm dot net. You can see my whole website and all my different social sites. And if you're on Clubhouse, follow me there. I have a room on Monday nights at 7 Eastern and uh, Instagram on all the social sites love to connect with you tell me you came from this show and i'll show Excellent. you special love and yes. we susan will have sorry susan is such a pleasure and Always. if you listen in and just hear if it doesn't even apply to you maybe it applies to a friend and if nothing else you're fully just going to enjoy listening to her. It's always so. entertaining. Yes. And we're going to have all of your contact inform information on our site too. So if anyone didn't get that, you can just hop onto xexperts.com and you'll find it all there. Thank always you. a pleasure, Susan. Thank you. Thank Bye -bye. you. For everyone out there listening, if you know anyone at all that would benefit from what we talked about today, please share this episode and everything X-Experts. Be sure and click to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please follow us on social media at X-Experts, that's E-X-E-X-P-E-R-T-S, on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. Thanks for listening.